Welcome, you're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Cultivate Podcast. Things have certainly been different for us, and I imagine that you are feeling the same way. I know for me personally, there are days that I see the blessings of being at home more, but there are other days I want nothing more than to be with people and back in the office with my coworkers and the church doors open and just being able um, to go back and be around that with no restrictions. Maybe for you, things have been the opposite of calm and relaxing these days at home with uh, maybe a full house 24-7 now and trying to work from home. Or maybe you're an essential worker like my roommate and you're still almost on the same routine and going into work um, and nothing's really all that different than when it started with your schedule, just now the added stress of the circumstances. But wherever you find yourself today, as you listen, we hope this episode fills you with the truth and hope and helps you pause from whatever your circumstances are and focus in on who God is. Mm, Love that. Well, today we want to share two worship songs actually with you that have been on Kayla and I's hearts over the past several weeks. Or years. Um, Or years, (laughs) yes. (laughs) I love that. And we just want to invite you to listen to these songs um, after you listen to today's episode. And we hope that you'll be filled with the truth um, that we both have been encouraged by and that they really proclaim about who God is. And so um, a current worship song that has really encouraged my heart is actually a newer one. Um, It's called Over and Over by Vertical Worship. Um, And this song's actually part of Vertical Worship's most recent album, um, Grace is on Our Side. And I wanted to just begin by reading um, just the lyrics to the chorus. Now, all of the lyrics are just so encouraging in this song. But if you are at your home and in a quiet spot, of course, if you are driving while you're listening to this podcast, maybe wait to do this until you are done listening. But if you are in a quiet place right now, just close your eyes. I want to encourage you to just listen um, to these powerful words of the chorus. So the chorus of this song says, I lay me down at the altar over and over, over and over. From fear to faith, I surrender over and over, over and over. Now, to me, this song, it really tells the story of just that daily struggle that we have as Christ followers. I know that in my own life, I daily find myself needing to surrender my fears and my need to be in control of my situations to the Lord. I don't know, Kayla, I know we both talked before that the control and giving that up is hard. It is really hard sometimes. Yeah. And one core phrase from this song, um, just every single time that I listen to it, it really speaks to my heart every time. It says, from fear to faith, I surrender. From fear to faith, I surrender. And I love this phrase. And even the first time that I heard it, I began to ask, okay, so... How do we go from fear, what steals our joy and causes worry to this idea and feeling of faith, which trusts God completely with our lives? And friends, I wanna ask you that question today. What are your fears? Think about it for a minute. What are those fears in your life that you know are stealing your joy and causing anxiety? 
Just imagine the amazing plans that the Lord has still mapped out for your future. Is this fear crippling you from chasing after your dreams or following the still small voice of the God who's calling you to something greater? Is fear causing you to sit back and not obey what the Lord's placed on your heart? In order to live the abundant life that Jesus offers us, our fear, as this song says, needs to be transformed into faith. And I know that some of my fears that have really crept up this season have been just the fear of the future of my students' academic success, you know, not knowing if they're gonna fall behind or if they're gonna lose everything that I've, that I've taught them this year. Um, another thing is just the fear of not being good enough as a wife. Um, I know a lot of people hopefully can relate to that, you know, just feeling like, am I serving my husband and my family well? And just really the feeling of right now, just this unknown. Yeah, I feel like that's general. a big one. Right. Like so many people have been saying, if there was just an end date, if I just knew what the next X amount of days or months or weeks or years was going to look like, oh, it make this so much easier, but there's just so much unknown right now. Yeah, and I know it's causing a lot a lot of fear in my heart at different points. But what's been awesome is that daily, I have recognized that as fear and I've been working to move it from that fear to then faith in who God is. So in order to move from fear to faith, as this song says, it includes surrender. So that line from fear to faith, I surrender. And surrender means to give over the control of what we consider ours. So our property, our time, and our rights. And when we surrender to God, we're acknowledging that our entire lives actually belong to Him. I know I need to be reminded of that a lot of the times, that He is the giver of all good things. And by surrendering our lives to God, we acknowledge and believe that He is ultimately in control of everything including our present circumstances. Surrendering to God helps us to let go of whatever we've been holding us back from God's best for our lives. And by surrendering to God, we let go of whatever has kept us from wanting God's way and God's plans first. You know, in this surrender, our fears turn into faith in who our God is. And when we surrender to the Lord and understand who He is, that he's in control of our future, that he created us and that he works all things together for his good and he's overcome sin and death through his death and resurrection. We are reminded that our God can be trusted and he wants to walk with us every day through whatever we face. But really I've realized that this surrender process, it's not a one and done if process. Only, if only one time. <laughs> yeah, it's not a one and done process because as this song shares, it says it, it says the phrase over and over. And over. And, and over, over. And over. And over. <laughs> and over. <laughs> so that process of surrender is really a continual process. Yeah. Just over and over of going to God and saying, God, I need to surrender every fear that's coming up in my heart to you. And you know, the enemy, I just, we can feel him daily trying to plant that fear and that worry into our minds. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all around us. People are in a panic at this time and so much anxiety and fear surround us. But we can daily choose to replace those fears with faith, presenting the fear to the Lord and saying, God, 
I surrender this fear to you and I want you to give me faith to trust in who you are. So I just wanted to share today um, just a quick snapshot into a story that I've experienced in my own life. When I went through a season where I felt that need to surrender daily, some deep fears to the Lord so that faith and trust in Him could really help me to press on and to persevere. So about five years ago now, I think, <laughs> I keep losing track of the years, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, was it about five years? Mm-hmm. Almost? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was actually being led to transfer colleges. So I was at um, a certain college and I felt the Lord um, calling me to transfer to a college near back home. And really everything that I knew, my friends, my wonderful faith community, I had encouraging professors and amazing Christ-centered learning environment. I mean, it was really the dream. Um, Kayla and I both went to this school and um, it was just an incredible, incredible place. But I had felt the Lord calling me to transfer to then a public university and finish my teaching degree closer to home. And now the entire story would make for another podcast episode. It certainly would. (laughs) Since there's a lot that went into it. But through this process of making this decision and stepping out into obedience to what God had called me to do, there was a lot of fear that was trying to come in and trying to be my best friend. Mm. And I had to say, nope, (laughs) don't want to be your friend. (laughs) So basically... um, and the fears that were coming in were, um, what if I, you know, regret this decision? What if God, you know, I started to have those doubts. What if God really doesn't have his best for me? What if this costs me the loss of something? And the what ifs just continued to flood in until I came to really a place where I couldn't carry the weight of my fears anymore. And really the only way that I could walk forward into the Lord's path that he had laid out for me was really to say, God, I'm just gonna lay down the fear and surrender in faith to you. I had to make that decision to trust him and daily remind myself to lay my life down and to trust him. And you know what? Fast forward a few years later, God blessed me with an incredible husband, a job at a school that I loved that I might've not gotten the position at if I didn't have um, my student teaching placement close by, a beautiful friendships and really just an incredible gift of a strengthened faith that I believe it was only able to be strengthened through that daily surrender to God and placing my life under His control so that He could come in and He could remind me that he could see what I couldn't see in the moment. Yeah, I love what you shared there and just some of those questions that were running through your mind as you were making that decision. I think that's, as I just see them here in the notes, like that's something everyone can relate to. They ask those questions. What if I regret this? What if this isn't the best move or the right move? What if this costs me something? What am I not seeing here? What what's how is this going to turn out? Again, that kind of that unknown. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that's so relatable that, there, people ask those questions about all kinds of decisions, whether that's school or finances or jobs or relationships. Um, but it's just so important to remember um, and be encouraged that 
no matter what we do, God is going to meet us there. And as we continue to surrender it to him, he is going to meet us there. Yeah. And I love it too that um, later on in the song, it talks about how God um, is patient with us, with mm-hmm. our questions and with mm-hmm. our doubts. And and I just love that about this song too. Um, it just reminded me that throughout that whole journey that I was on of just questioning and and having to step out and walk in obedience, even when I couldn't see the outcome, even when I couldn't see five years later what right. he was doing behind the scenes and and how he was working in that situation that that he was just so patient and so kind. Um, You know, it just makes me think of the verse, you know, love is patient, love is kind. You know, God is love. So he's those things Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And I just love that about this song. It's really an empowering um, song that just really reminds us that he's ready every single day for us to come to him and, and share our concerns with him. And he's just so loving and so kind. So... I love that song. Yeah, that's so good. And I just, um, one more thing that that reminded me of, I remember a sermon this fall. It's like, when you look back just a day or two or last Mm. week, maybe in this season, last month does feel like forever ago. But typically when you just look back a couple days or a couple weeks, you're like, I'm still not any further. It's still not any clearer. But when we go back and think about our lives five years ago and just see how faithful God is, I think it just shows his character so strongly of really who he is, Mm -hmm. um, despite how we may have felt at certain moments along the way. When we look back at the whole story, we can see how God was working. Yeah, love that. Uh, So speaking of looking back a few years, the (laughs) song that I wanted to talk about today um, is one that came out Oh, I really should have looked this up. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, um, I'm going to say three or four years ago. Yeah, I Someone think it's about us three or four later years. If we're wrong, <laughs> it's fine. You can tell me I'm wrong. It's okay. Um, I remember it first, like the summer after I graduated college, which would yeah. have been 2017. Yeah. 2017. We're going to go with that. It's probably pretty Could close be wrong, to then. But we're going to go with 2017. <laughs> um, anyway, the song is um, King of My Heart. And it's just been a song that I have carried with me over the years. Um, it's been used at different times in um, ministry. And if uh, I was just looking it up on Spotify today, and I was like, I'm going to listen to it a few times before we come in and record. Oh my gosh, there are so many versions of the song. Like yeah. I knew of a handful but there's even more than I knew of people mm-hmm. who have covered it. Um, even um, Bethel just recently in the last month released a brand new arrangement and version mm-hmm. that's really slowed down oh. and broken down. All um, of the arrangements on that album. I know, yes. If you have not listened favorite. to the album Peace by Bethel and you need something quiet and kind of simple, highly suggest that. A lot of songs that have um, been really powerful through their ministry over the years, they've redone with a couple new ones thrown in there. So if you haven't listened to that, I suggest that. But there are just themes and truths in this song that now after years of it being a part of my life, there are just so many memories and just um, powerful moments associated with it. And one of the biggest ones um, that I continue to love this song for is because we sing it with our kids in our children's ministry, which Lydia's witnessed that before. So sweet. It is. She's love, been a part of that. I love seeing kiddos worship. Yes, it is adorable. Um, and we've been singing that with them for a few years now. They love it. And every couple of years they move on. And so they don't really get tired of songs because they move on to the next classroom. So uh. we're able to use it, which is awesome. Um, but in particular, there's one part where um, 
for some reason, the dance move, what they're saying, the way it is, they love the bridge of the song. <laughs> Every time I can see them get excited, they get more into it. They sing a little louder. There's some stomping going on and they always make it really dramatic. And it's just so, so sweet to hear a room full of kids sing, you're never going to let me down. You are never going to let me down. They're raising their hands, they're dancing along, and it makes my heart melt pretty much anytime I see it. Every mm-hmm. time. It's so cute. I have so many videos on my phone standing in my back of the classroom, just capturing them worshiping is so sweet. But it goes so much deeper than just seeing them engage as much as that fills my heart with joy in and of itself. So often I have found myself praying and thanking God and asking God, God, when they leave this place, when they go home today, when they move on into school tomorrow, when they go back to their classrooms, when they move on from our classroom eventually over after these couple of years, Lord, would they know, would it be planted deep in their heart, Lord, that they, you're never gonna let them down. You sing that mm-hmm. over and over and over and over and over. Another theme there mm-hmm. <laughs> in that I song. I know, over and over. Over and over. Um, but that's the only line in the bridge. You're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let me down. And I just pray so many times that that would be rooted deep in their heart because the faith that they will have as they move forward, if they truly believe with all their heart that the Lord is never going to let them down would just... I know it would be so powerful for the kingdom. So that always sticks out to me whenever I um, hear that song and hear that truth. I just think of those little kids and what Mm -hmm. faith they are building and what seeds are being planted as they sing that, as they engage with it, as they hear themselves say the words that you're never going to let me down. And I love that so, so much. Mm -hmm. And when I think about all this song teaches again, there's just so, so much we see a similar theme of surrender, like in that first song, um, it's called King of My Heart. And so there has to be some por- sort of surrender there for that mm. to take place. Yeah, we, we can't be king. Yeah, we can't be king. We can't <laughs> declare king. that God is the king of our hearts if we haven't surrendered, because then we're not, yeah. what we're believing and what how we're acting is not lining up with how we're saying. Yeah, that's a good point. So I love, love that about the song, but... Um, for those of you who are Enneagram ones or just have maybe asked that question or um, have ever gotten stuck on that, am I good enough? Am I good enough? Or seeing our circumstances, how is this going to be used for good? Um, There have been so many times where I hear that bridge again or the chorus. And again, it's super repetitive, super simple. One line, you are good. And there have been days where I've come into church not knowing that was going to be a song and I've had the worst day and it really has tested my own faith. If, if I'm able to stand there and sing, you know what, God, you, you're good. You're good. There, that's true. That's who you are. Despite the kind of day I've been having, despite the kind of week or month or year that I have been having, you are still good. And so many times that has challenged me and also just brought so much peace in my heart as I declare that, that you know what? It doesn't matter what's going on. What matters is that God is good and I can trust Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I love that his goodness doesn't 
doesn't waver, doesn't change. It's right. just he is good fact, yep. you know? Yep. The, in the word, it's just a fact that he's good no matter what. And it's crazy that we can be in seasons of our lives or situations where like, it seems like everything around us, like there's no goodness, but he's still good. Yes. And he can still um, encourage us in that time, just knowing that he is a good God, that he's working it out for his good and, and I love that. It's such a simple song in so many ways, mm-hmm. just like the chorus, I feel yeah. like. But I love it because it's easy to say, oh, God's good, but it's it's hard when yeah. you're in the trenches. It's hard yeah. when um, when you don't see that, see or feel the goodness around you. Yeah, and when I think of God's goodness, I can't help but think of the story of Joseph and how um, it's actually at the very end of the book of Genesis And his father, Jacob, or Israel, has passed away. And after his father passes, the brothers are so worried. They're like, shoot, now (laughs) that dad's gone, Joseph was just putting on an act this whole time that we've been living with Egypt since we've come to move here. And now that dad's gone, like, he's not gonna treat us fairly anymore. Like, he's finally gonna get back at us for what we did to him all those years what are we going to do? What is going to happen? We're going to have to like make up some story about what dad told us because he is totally going to let us have it now. Mm-hmm. And they come to Joseph and they start making up this story of what what Jacob had told them and like, hey, uh, dad wanted us to remind you to remember. And Joseph's like, hey, slow down here. Look, you intended to harm me, the Bible says. In Genesis 50 verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is being done now, the saving of many lives. And it's just, again, that that picture, um, that reminder that even when our circumstances, right, even though the brothers intentionally intended to harm Joseph, Mm -hmm. God was still able to use that and use that for good good to save people because he is good. He can't do anything apart from that. Mm -hmm. So he can take those situations and just um, his goodness can fill them and turn them around in ways that we never could have imagined. Yeah, that's so true. I love that story. I feel like one thing that I've noticed just, you know, having a little bit more time to like spend in the word and (laughs) during this season, which has been such a blessing, um, just going back to some of those stories in the Old Testament that we just think, oh, I know that, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing when you go back and read it with fresh eyes. Every time that you read it, you realize, wow, this is so, these people's stories and their journeys are so encouraging to us today. Yeah, It's one of my favorite parts of working with kids and Mm -hmm. students because for some of them, as you tell these stories, it's the first time they've heard them and they're like, no way that actually happened. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of tests your own faith of like, right. yeah, it did happen. Or it like allows you to study it and see it with a new, like you said, with just fresh perspective mm-hmm. and just see something new or see something you've never noticed before. So, you know, the word is alive and active and it um, has the power to do that in our lives. And um, God is faithful to meet us there with that. Yeah, that's so great. 
Well, it's just been so much fun to be able to talk about worship songs. I, I know, know many of you probably listening have, um, you know, either thought, oh, I need to listen to these two that they mentioned, or maybe you have a favorite worship song as well. And and I just believe there's so much truth that are packed into these worship songs. Mm-hmm. I'm just so thankful that there's worship leaders and writers just who are so anointed. It's yes. amazing the way that... Um, you know, God just downloads these lyrics to them to write these songs and remind us of who our God is and then also just why He's worthy of being mm-hmm. praised. Um, yeah. I know that Kayla and I have just been so encouraged by these two songs. And um, like I mentioned a minute ago, we would love to hear your favorite worship song and what mm-hmm. it's been in this season. Um, go ahead and send us a message on Instagram or Facebook, and we would just love to hear what songs um, God has been using in your heart to speak to you um, and to encourage you in this time. So we're just so thankful for this time that you've spent listening today and for your patience as well with us over the past several months. I know episodes yeah. haven't necessarily looked the exact same, but we've been navigating this new venture of recording and producing content just in a new way due yeah. to the circumstance. I mean, Kayla and I right now, it's funny, we're on a super, super long table and we <laughs> keeping our social distancing, yep. but it's been new, but we're just so grateful to still be able to continue to do it and to have some guests in coming up that we're really excited about yes. to be able to um, FaceTime call them into our mm-hmm. episodes. So we're excited about that. And we're just so glad that you joined us today. Have a great week. Have a great week.